On your birthday, period. Come on. Whoa, what is today, Dami? What? No, no. This, what is today? What is today? Do you know what today, today is? It's our hundredth episode. Yes, hundredth episode. Mm. Do you know no, what today, today is? It's our hundredth episode. Wow. Hundred episode. Wow. One hundred. That's a blessing. Eric, I just want you to know that I could do this for hours. Oh, that's and hours. I just touched my heart. Oh, I want to order champagne showers. House. I could do this for hours. hours. Talk to you, you for hours. hours. I want to give you your flowers. <laughs> Woo! Period. True. Oh, bitch, we've been doing this for hours. And hours. And hours. And hours. <laughs> to Dude. the 100th episode. To the, Listen, y'all need to give us our flowers because. Your, oh, shit. But that was <laughs> y'all need to give us our episode. I mean, our flowers because this is 100. Like 100? 100. Zero, zero. I'm teaching my kids place value. We in the hundredths mm, now. Mm, 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 mm. We out of the tens. That's not easy. It is not easy, man. Not at all. You know, we were, you know, many things has happened in life for us to be able to still be able to say we were consistent to make it to one hundred. Okay, period. You know, because even podcasts that I listen to, you know, they've had their podcast for years and they're just hitting one hundred. They're barely in the like two hundreds. Wow. I'm I'm just really grateful. Grateful to God, number one. Period. You know, I'm also grateful to you for being a great partner. And also, like, our listeners, G, because we won't be here without them. True, like, if no, people weren't talk, listening, you know what I'm saying? Like, people who are, like, giving us compliments, who are giving us feedback, you know, we would not. I mean, we probably still be doing this shit because, like, we're going to keep, you know, working. But that also is just a good push, you know? Right. It just gives us the push, the motivation, the excitement. To know that people listen and enjoy. Okay. And do this. So today we're going to take a trip down memory lane. Memory lane. And one of those trips, there was a stop. Erica, what does cross-culture mean to you? (laughs) 
Gee, we used to listen. If you are an avid listener, if you are day one, day okay, one listener, you would know that we used to always define cross culture. Period. Damn. Okay, cross culture. What does cross culture mean to me? Cross culture to me means the crossing of life experiences, mm. the crossing of memories, okay. the, the crossing of cultures, obviously, mm. of different point of views of growth. Because mm. sometimes we, we grow in different levels and kind of, they kind of meet like, okay, I learned this in the past. It's coming again in the present. Right. You know what I mean? It's just a crossing of different moments, different paths that we go through in our lives to make it to one. It's what makes us a whole being. Like I'm a cross-cultured being. Like who we are today. Yeah. It's, it's cross-cultured. Okay. It's all intersect. What about you? What does that mean to you? I mean, I have to agree with everything that you said. First of all, it wouldn't be a cross-culture episode if my voice wasn't hoarse from my day job. Mm -hmm. Um, But secondly, cross-culture to me is just being everything that you are. Yeah. That's just it. That's what it's always meant meant to me is just taking all the parts of you and making them make sense. Yep. Listen, cross-culture is a movement, y'all. You better get into it. Better get into it. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And this, this is for everybody, you know. But yes, as you said, we're going down memory lane and we're going to talk about our favorite episodes, our favorite 10 episodes. Yes. And just, um, you know, just to kick back a little bit and see, do we still feel the same way? Because, you know, we've grown. It's really crazy to think that when we started this, we were 24 and 25. How old are we now? 28 and 27. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. That don't sound like much, but so much has happened. Yeah, because we were in our mid-20s, like, okay. Like, just entering mid-20s. Now we get into our end, end of 20s. It's like, I'm knocking on the last year. Damn. It's your last year in your 20s. It's your last year. So since we're talking about 20s, 20s was one of our favorite episodes. Mm. We definitely had an episode. um, I think we actually had two episodes, like, Living in your 20s and surviving 20s. We call it surviving 20s and 20-somethings. And 20-somethings, yes. And now we just want to talk back about that. Um, so how do you feel now? Let me ask you, now that you're hitting 29. I'm sorry, I had to say the number. I'm not going to lie. It kind of makes me feel a little, bit, a little bit better. Okay. Oh, that I'm approaching 29. Yeah, you're before not. me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. so I can learn from you. So I am your elder. No, you said it. We are partners. We are partners. Okay. But do you feel like you've grown? For sure. From the 25 that I was when we started this, I've grown. I'm a different woman. In what ways? I'm more mature. I think I'm more worldly. Okay. Um, Even though I ain't went nowhere, I was just like, I see more. I understand more. Mm-hmm. I get it more. You know, like, life is becoming more real. Okay. In a sense. Like, at 25, I thought that, like, this is the pinnacle of womanhood. Like, yeah. I'm turning, I'm 25, I'm, this is an adult woman. Yeah. But now I feel like, look to the left, look to the right, can't nobody tell you you're not an adult. Okay. It's a different level of adulthood. Okay. It's a different level of, you know, assurance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just kind of like, this is who I am at this point. This is me. Take me as I am. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because we talked about um, fears a lot and how we had so much anxieties about 
our life, about our career. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if I, do we still feel the same? Do I still have those same fears? Um, I feel like they've evol- evolved a little bit. Yeah. You know, like, of course, you know, we still have some insecurities that m- may remain with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I think the way I may, I think the way I carry them is a little bit different. You know what okay, I mean? Go I don't. <laughs> No, for real. I feel like back then, especially being twenty four, going to twenty five, even twenty five, it was like a oh, heavy weight on my True. on my head. Like, oh my god, you True. know. Like, I, I, I definitely had a midlife crisis. I ain't gonna lie. I quarter did. life, oh quarter life crisis. I had a crisis in my twenties, early twenties or mid twenties. Um, do I still have those fears? I think hmm, they're not as heavy. They're not so much of fears anymore. Right. I think it's more of assurance that you know what, I'm gonna get through it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I may be fearful, scared of it a little bit, or have a, a slight anxiety about it, but eh, it will come and go by. Because I think before, there was, like, so much fear around what to accomplish in my 20s. Mm. And now I'm like, well, baby, if it ain't getting done now, it's just move to the 30s. And like, it's going to get done. And it's going to get done. So it's a lot of that, like, you know, well... I'm here now, so whatever it is, it is already. I like that. I listened to, you know, I watched Joe Judy a lot. And she said something, um, it was a little interview she did, and she said, if you don't get around your 20s, get around your 30s. If you don't, Period. get around your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s. So obviously no one is saying, like, I right, wait so long. Yeah. But, you know, in some sense, age is nothing but a number. Like, life keeps going. Life keeps going. Like, people, some people really accomplish their dreams. Some people become millionaires yep. in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, some people really reach that, reach that like, peak of their life. So like 40-something. And sometimes I think there's beauty in that. Yeah. Because I be thinking, like, as a famous person or whatever, like, my true aspirations are Mm -hmm. i kind of appreciate being able to live some of these moments of my life without the public eye the scrutiny yeah yeah all of those things that like had i been on at 19 i wouldn't have been able to have some i mean girl look at britney spears and her family it's 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 a little bit too much it's a little too much so let's definitely they're going through it you know but do you still think with all that being said do you still think you have your youth do you still think that you have time to accomplish those things. So do you feel like in a rush? Do you feel like I need to get it done ASAP because time is clicking, especially as a woman too. Ironically, I feel like I have more time than I did at 25. Okay. At 25, I just felt like I looked up to that age so much. Yeah. It was just like 25. I think we were thinking back to like our 16-year-old self and how we envisioned envisioned that number 25. It was such a big number, like 25. Like I didn't even think of myself near 30. Yeah. The farthest I could think of myself was 25. Yeah. Yeah. So to be at that age and to be like, oh, this is it. I'm here. But now I'm like, well, all the little expectations I had, not that it's failed or anything, but it's just kind of like, I'm past that point. So, like, what now? Are you happy with yourself right now in your 20s? Do you feel like you've... Are you happy with yourself and what you have accomplished? Damn. Mm. No, that's a deep question. You always strive for more. Yeah. Because I know I'm not where I want to be fully. Yeah. But I feel that I see some of my peers, and I know that, you know, like, I could be way worse. Mm. No shade, mm-hmm. but it's like I could be worse. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing alright. Yeah, yeah, I agree. For me, it's a yes or no. You know, like I'm happy. I'm listen, bitch. I'm a mother. 
All right. I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm a mother, you know. So I feel like that that alone is a big accomplishment. Right. And the fact that I'm doing it, you know, um, I'm happy about that. Right. You know what I mean? Um, regarding other things in my life, you know, certain business, podcast, I'm happy about that. Of course, yeah, you want to strive for more. You know, we still have our own individual expectations that right. we set for ourselves, our own individual standards, you know. And sometimes when we don't meet them, you kind of are disappointed in yourself, you know. Yeah. And wonder why... What, what what is it what what mistake what what steps what did i not wrong. take exactly mm-hmm. what went wrong what did i miss you know what opportunity did i not take um so sometimes you think about that but you just gotta thank god for grace for life because nowadays people dying left and right covid is going mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. you know so i'm satisfied i'm satisfied yeah, i'm like, not gonna let anything you know, you stop know bring my down shine, my shine my listen you gotta shine you gotta shine no matter what i'm satisfied i'm happy so our next second favorite episode, y'all know we love to talk about relationships. So yeah. our other favorite episode in our top ten was relationship goals and desires, mm-hmm. featuring Miss Baca. Yeah, that was a very fun episode. An Ooh. update: Baca is married now with a baby. Yes, to the man she was speaking about. Yeah, that's her husband. Uh huh. The father of her child. Period. So let's talk about it. Are your goals still the same? And I don't know. Do you remember what goals oh, you talked about on that episode? I felt like the goals that I wanted was just, I mean, they were pretty simple. It was just like to be loved, to be cared for, mm-hmm. this, any other. Um, any switch? Maybe I added something. I think I want to be comfortable. Okay. Like I never really... Because I feel like comfortable can go both ways. Because sometimes when you're too comfortable, it's like you're complacent. And then it's yeah. like, so comfortable in what way? Always. I want to be comfortable in like, you know, we taking care of me. I want to be comfortable in like, that's my best friend and I could do whatever. Mm-hmm. And I want to be comfortable in like, I could do this with you forever. Yeah. Like, I want to feel at peace with my partner. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I didn't have that as a goal before but i think that so much of my goals before was dependent on like reaching a goal together mm. but now i'm like bro i'm gonna have my own goals i need you to be my piece exactly like you know it's a partnership you know and you definitely have to be solid within yourself mm-hmm. I felt that same way too. Like I felt like in a way, I'm not going to lie in a way I was waiting for Prince Charming. Mm. I think I was waiting for my Prince to come and save me. You know what I mean? Mm. Like come and help me, you know, let's do these things together. Let's, yeah. you know, grow and make this money together. Come encourage me and be my cheerleader. And of course you have those things in relationship. And you support me as I'm doing right. it. Right. But I feel like I was waiting without doing those things for myself. Right. You know? And then, People want, because when we talk about men that we want or that we, you know, anything, like, people want people, you want someone who's attractive. Right. And not attractive physically, but attractive in a sense that they hold their own. Like, okay. No one wants a liability. No. You know what I mean? So that's something I've learned with my relationship goals. Like, I have to be my own goal and make sure that I'm someone's goal, too. And it's like with relationship goals, I think that the, at the end of the day, you got to, 
realize your own goals before you can relate. Like, okay. Realize relationship goals. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a big part of it that we don't talk about. You you won't ever feel fulfilled in a relationship if you're not fulfilled in yourself. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. As women, we tend to put a lot of things on men. Like my man is need to do this. He needs to buy me this. He needs to pay for this. Yeah. But girl, can you pay for this on your own? Yeah. And I just always wonder, like, okay, what if he loses his job? Right. What if he gets sick? What if he cannot provide for the household as he used to? What if he can't take of you take care of you like the princess? What if he just ain't there yet? Because we talked about on that episode what a good man is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think something really notable that Baka said is like, a good man isn't always a faithful man. And a faithful man is not always a good man. Period. Can we talk about that real quick? Period. Mm. I think it's, that's a... That's, a good man is not always a faithful man. I think that's a little hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Because you're saying, like, he's a good man. He's good in every other area. You know, successful, sweet, takes care of you, holds it down. Like, he give it to you good in every way. But he he be passing it around. And it's like, ooh. Like, is that where you have to be, like, you, is, is this, is that where you say you can't have it all? Like, you got, you got to choose one. You can't have the perfect man. And where he lacks is that... He giving it all. He passing it around to you, to others, because it's not yours. I'm is he even truly your man? Like is he even truly your man shit. if he's passing it around to others? The Can Scorpio you live with it? Me? Like, be honest. And I think some women have, have to make that decision. Like, you know what? He's a rich man. He takes care of the family. You know what? I, let me not complain. I could deal with it once, maybe even twice, but a habitual cheater. Yeah, it's levels to it. I can't. I can't share my man to that degree. Mm-mm. I'm really, like, possessive. I think I can admit that about myself now. Yeah. I am possessive. Is, is it healthy possessive? Healthy possessive. Is there anything that's healthy possessive? Yeah, is that like, it's like... put those two words together? Yes, because it's like, you're mine, I don't want to share you. Okay. Okay. But it's not like, you're mine, I own you. Right. It's like, I just don't want to share you. Yeah. So you belong to me in that way, but, like, you know, live your life, you don't belong to I me. I agree. But... I can't after I can't feel like my man is not my man. Like I do believe that a good man can definitely be all of those things. I mean, yes, you know he may have. I mean, just like ourselves, our, you know, we have our flaws. So he may have his mm. flaws. You know, I mean, he may do certain things that may annoy us. But I think a good man could be faithful. Now, one key thing I tell myself that a faithful man does not mean he's a good man. Yeah. Because even if he's, yeah. a, you know, some men are the type that they will come home straight after work. You know, he's. On time every single day, you know every movement. Shit, he shares his location with you. Okay, but, but he, he mean. Not... Oh, he beat your ass. Yeah, some men just be mean. Yeah, it's yeah. like it don't even be needing to be like you beat me. You do this. Some men are just mean. Some men is like they don't hold you, they don't hug you. Every little thing you do wrong, they critique. Mm-hmm. Like, or oh, he's stingy. Mean. You know, some men don't like to like give. Yeah, some men fifty fifty. All the time, like exactly. Nah, I can't live with that, G. That's uncomfortable. It's like, damn, you can't pay nothing. Like it's it's half and half all the time. Every single thing half. I'm and not half? Mona and Lisa and them shit. <laughs> Wait, who's Mona and Lisa? Talking about half and half. <laughs> I'm like, damn, why I coming to this? Mona and Didi <laughs> and Didi, yes. Um, but speaking of dating, one other um episode that we had that I really liked is the cross culture dating. Mm. And we had our guest, um, Ashley, also known as Cash. Um, and we talked about the differences between dating an African man or an African-American man. Have you had experiences in both? Have you dated both? Hmm. 
I don't, you don't know if I've dated like an African American man. That he's like, and I'm not saying, not African that grew up here. You know what I mean? No, like a black guy. Like a black guy. Yeah, like he, black household. Dated, I've dealt with. Dealt with, like, just small talking here and there. Mm, nah, like, serious. yeah, like, you know, we've interacted, we've talked, we flirted, you know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. might have had a little, mm-hmm. da, 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 but that wasn't my, my dude for real. Well, I have. I have matter of fact, my baby. Yeah, I'm saying he's half black and half African. He's African American. He African, <laughs> African. He's a cross cultured baby. Period. All right. Um, one of the things that I would like to ask is like, do we have different expectations for different cultures? Like the things you expect from a black man, do you expect the same thing from an African man? Like, do you treat those men differently? Like, okay, even though you've not dated, but you've dealt with them, do you? Did you view? An African man you've dated and the one you've dealt with, did you view them the same way? Or were you like, eh? I feel like I view them the same way. The only expectation difference that I may have is, like, the culture, like, understanding the yeah. cultural shit. Yeah, yeah, Like, oh, you know, maybe if my Nigerian boyfriend meets my mom, I expect you to, like, do ballet. Like, yeah, to, like, you know, bow down. Yeah. But, like, I ain't gonna expect that from my black boyfriend because yeah. he don't know that. Exactly, exactly. I feel that I'm the same way. I feel like it's a lot of teaching that you have to do. Yeah. Like, I I was like, okay, you have to say good afternoon, ma. You know what I mean? Like, good afternoon, sir. Like, you know, even if it's a handshake, it can't just be like a hi. African parents yeah. don't like hi, hello. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We, we, we really don't. I'm not gonna lie. I think in a way, because I was in a serious relationship with an African man before when I dated the, you know, African-American man. Um... And I think I did have slight differences of mm-hmm. expectation. And, you know, you. I think the culture definitely plays, plays a big role. Mm. You know what I mean? Especially the fact that I grew up in Nigeria, too. You right. know what I mean? So even with certain things like language-wise or I'm trying to see what, I'm trying to see how to explain it. Just the way we're related, mm-hmm. you know? I'm trying to see if I could put it in certain words. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to see if we who the... Actually, I felt more comfortable with the African American man mm. more than African man. Isn't that funny? No, I can see it. You can see it. Actually, because I feel more... like with African people, we have so much pressure on ourselves. That's what it is. G. We be putting standards. That, that's exactly what it is. That's what I've been trying to think about. It is like, oh my god, oh he's Nigerian, so he expects this. Mm. Oh, I have to like cook. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I have to do this. I have to carry myself this way. You know, it's it's definitely heavy pressure. Even simple things as meeting their families. Exactly. G, it is pressure. But when I went met oh guy's family, it was just like, oh hey y'all. Oh, hi family. Hi family. It's no pressure. Like it's calm, cool, collected. Like we could relate without it all that. You judgment. know, respectability. Yeah, with Africans, it'd be judgment. too much judgment. judgment. It'd be like, oh, you not as connected. Because that's what I be feeling the difference is. It's yeah. like, when you be with um, African people, yeah. I feel like they're trying to see how strayed from the culture you are. Mm-hmm. Especially when they know you're like grown up in America or whatever. Like, yeah. It's like, Oh, is this a Nigerian enough girl? Yeah. Like, it's like, boy, Does you she know. have culture? Yeah, and it's like, girl, I'm cross culture. Okay, I'm cross culture. Period. But I definitely advise dating different cultures. She's like, you know, when I was younger, I used to say I would date a white man. If not Ooh. because of how things are now. You know, no, it's because what you're exposed to, what you know. That's now. what I'm saying. You know, if 
Yeah, because of how, you know, now one is knowledgeable, one is grown, one went to college, one took African-American courses. I'm like, damn, what people bogus. But when I was younger, like in high school, I'm like, oh, damn, like an international white man that worked for UNICEF or United Nations and stuff. Like, that would be my, like, you know, like he's been to Africa. You know, like he knows what I'm the land think is. The, the international he is that I would date. Maybe Spain. Because right, we were born in Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> We speak Spanish, yeah. but you know my people speak Portuguese, so Brazilian mm. probably. Mm-hmm. Portuguese, Portuguese. Ah, uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I definitely. Would you ever date outside of? Would you seriously date outside of your race? As we have said on the first time we talked about interracial dating, mm-hmm. if I'm gonna date a white man or somebody outside of my race, he needs to be exceptional. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Cause it's like, why, why am I dating not black? Damn me. Damn, that's how I see it. Yeah, I mean, I do believe. I think that into that that interracial relationship um episode. All I was saying, love is love. Okay, so I believe love is love. I do believe that you could really connect with someone that is not of your race, but the question is, love ever enough? You know, mm, yeah. is love enough to keep that connection strong? Because sometimes those outside factors may break that love. Exactly. You know, I account to so many people, especially since I do here, I see so many different people. And one of my clients, she was telling me, you know, she's of mixed race. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her white side, they not nice. Damn. Yeah, I've actually had a couple of clients, not even just one, like a good number of clients where they're of mixed race. And they all say, like, their white side, whether it's Italian or, or just American white, they're like, they make them feel uncomfortable about their blackness. That's sad. Yeah. Even to this day and age, like they've had to make that decision. Like I'm going to separate myself from you because you're a Trump supporter. You see that? Yeah. And yeah. I, and I don't even want my kids having to do all that. Yeah. I definitely I'd don't. rather you differentiate between your African side and your black side and then differentiate between black yeah, and white. Exactly. That's too much for me. It is. But since we're already here and we're talking about being Mm -hmm. cross-cultured, you know, we've got to have some real conversations about what it is to be Mm cross-cultured. So one of our favorite episodes is African American Part 2. And I think Part 2 is more of our favorite because we were able to have a guest. Yeah. We were able to have our guest, Shambria, Mm -hmm. who is an around-the-way black girl. Yeah. And I mean that in the utmost respect. You know what I mean? Like, just... A black girl that we can love and respect. My mentor. Yes. And that was just an amazing conversation. It's definitely nice um, to hear from an African-American point of view. You yeah. know, Because the, the podcast is about African versus African-American. Right. You know, and how we battle each other. How we don't see things the same. Right. And I like that she also visited African countries. Right. She went to Kenya. So to have that point of view, to have that experience, to have the hands-on experience is completely different. She's talking about she was being chased. She was chased by a hippo. Okay. Girl, I lived in Nigeria. I was never chased by any animal. And Maybe a goat. <laughs> but... I was never chased. I'm like, shit, she went through the whole, like, the real African stuff more it's than I did. a fox that's loose on 35th right now, and I was so scared because I live on 31st. Your animals be, they be coming out. Okay. Mountain like, lions know. and stuff. I don't play with animals. Um, But I really like the episode because just thinking now to what's going on in the United States, to what is going on in Nigeria with mm-hmm. us being Nigerians, my question is, do you feel more Nigerian or American? Which one, yes, we're cross-cultured, but is it truly half and half, you know? Do you feel Mm. more aligned with one, more connected with one more than the other? 
I would say I'm 65% American, 35% Nigerian. Okay. Okay. And it's like, you can never take the Nigerian roots from me. Because mm-hmm. I'm raised in a Nigerian household, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. My mama's bred Nigerian. My father's bred Nigerian. Yeah. Even my brothers. My brothers were born in Nigeria. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm the one that grew up more so in America. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's where it's like, because I grew up in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a Chicago girl, but... I'm Nigerian. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain things that's like, you know, like, I'm Nigerian, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't do that. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just simple as that. Okay. Um, For me, hmm. you know, me being a mom, I'm a Nigerian mom. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, the way I talk to my son, and in a good way, not the, <laughs> not the stuff we'll be complaining about our mama. <laughs> in a good way, because, well, you know, I speak to him in both English and Yoruba, but I try to speak in Yoruba more with him, mm. you know, so that he can understand the language. But actually, I speak more in my accent with him. You mm. know what I mean? Even my mannerisms is more Nigerian, you know? Um, so me having him has brought, brought out more of the Nigerian side of me. Um, so I would say maybe 55, 45. But in terms of... 55, one who's 50, uh, Nigerian. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also now that I'm older and have been a child, I'm more closer to my, my family and I enjoy. Like I talk to them regularly, mm. you know, so they keep me like in touch, in tune with everything. But I'm not going to lie with, you know, was it last year the whole SARS thing happened with police brutality mm-hmm. in Nigeria? Um, even when COVID happened and the government were, were stealing those, um, the resources the resource and stuff, um, it just... It created some level of shame. Right. You know what I mean? Like, before I used to be so thirsty to be like, I'm Nigerian. But even now, when you think about the media, American media, whether it's um, Law and Order, oh, Law and some Nigerian prince. 419. 419. You know, fraud activities. Hush Puppy. You know, he was a big fraud star that was really known. This was last year. Mm-hmm. You know, millions of dollars that he stole from people. It created a level of shame. Like, oh, my God. The kidnapping that's going in Nigeria, too, right now. It's like, I was talking to my cousin the other day. Yesterday, I was like, I was joking, like, I'm going to move back to Nigeria. She's like, girl, what? Everybody trying to move out of Nigeria. What are you talking about moving back to Nigeria? Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, we're trying to, you know, like. Because it's like, mm, yeah. Like, I want my son to be able to go to Nigeria. I want him to really feel like this is home. Like, he may not really feel like it's home completely because, obviously, he's American and born here. But I want him to know that this is also my home. Right. You know what I mean? That I want him to feel connected. And I hope that if I go back, but I still feel connected. You know, I want to feel a level mm. of pride from my country. And then see the stuff that's going on in America, too. It also, just take that away, too. Because what, what was, was it that Senate, uh, Democratic Senate? Uh, Mitch, uh-huh, what's his name? Mitch McConnell. And he made a comment, you know, about voting. And he said um, African Americans vote more than or vote less than Americans? What so, you know, they're, right now, voting rights are being threatened. Yeah. Um, And the Democrats refuse to break the filibuster. So, when asked about it, about, like, would the voting, these compromises, hurt the turnout of African-American voters, yeah. he said that African-American voters vote just as much as American just voters. Exactly. And that comment alone shows that African-American is separate from American. Because he could have just said African-American you know, just like the counterparts or like the fellow, Amer- like, you know what I mean? But to say it was such a differentiated. I, wa- I knew what he was trying to say, but here's the thing about like whiteness. He didn't say America. Caucasian Americans. Yeah, that's the thing. He it's didn't like- say Asian Americans. He what? didn't say Latin Native Americans. 
whiteness in America is just be like like they own it they feel like they, y'all they own really the think country. that y'all are the aboriginal Americans yeah and like, like they are the Americans what are y'all and even when you think about it like let's let's break it down like globally like globally people compare you know refer to Americans the Yankees they're white people they don't they ain't talking about black people you know what I'm saying they have a separate name for black people that's true you know what I mean so that's we don't true. see you know, black people are like, oh, those are also Americans. We give them a whole separate Because we name. know that it comes with a different lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't just group us. It's a different lifestyle. Yeah. But we ain't doing hot, 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 hot topics today. I know. But my point was to say that it was all that going on and Trump being a president. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel less American, too. Because it's like, damn, they George Floyd situation. Like, I'm they, don't love, gee, they don't love me here. So, yeah. like, should I pack my bags and get ready to get my... Per- passport we done you know and get ready to go back to nigeria which one is it but yeah that was that was my little like i've been thinking no it's definitely hard um i would say for me being nigerian but having grown up in america it's definitely hard because i feel like a lot of my life i sought to feel the connection because i ain't grown there grow up there you know what i mean like i ain't grow up to in nigeria and i get to visit nigeria Every seven years on average. Ah, yikes. You know what I mean? Like, if I was average the amount of times I've been to Nigeria. Thankfully, I've been to Nigeria at least three times. Yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, two of those times were related to my father's passing. But, like, I've been there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I've experienced the culture. Mm -hmm. I have memories. I've Mm -hmm. met my family. So I feel somewhat of a connection. How is it when you go there? When you... Because when I went there in 2012, that's the last time I've been there, like 10 years. Mm -hmm. When I landed at the airport, I was like, oh, this is home. Like, it, it, for me, it's like, oh, this is home. Like, the heat wave, the craziness of the people, the yelling, you know, the lack of electricity. I'm like, I'm back home. But how did it feel for you when First you First of all, you know, I love hood stuff. So, I, like, not to say, like, I'm I, like, that's stuff. No, I just, I just love the authenticity of people. Okay. I shouldn't say hood shit, but it's like, that's what I think of when I think of it's hood. African hood. I think of, like, just the realness of people, yeah. like... It's not the glitz. It's when not the posh, glam. You know. Yeah, it's just like, look, this is what we got to offer. Take it or leave it. Okay. Uh, and it's definitely giving like, uh, take me back to the structure of the U.S. Uh-huh. sometimes. But that's the beauty of being in Nigeria at times. So the lawlessness is fun. Do, did it ever feel like, does it, any part of it feel like home? Yeah. Because okay. it's like, at the end of the day, it's my family members. Mm. You know what I mean? It's still my, it's my kin. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? From my mama's side to my daddy's side, mm-hmm. they still my people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, to me, I was very excited. I remember... Um, when was the first time you went? Was it for your, your dad's funeral? No, the first time I went, I was like five. That you like remember... Do you remember that? I and remember bits and pieces of that. Okay. But the first time I really remember was like 08, 09. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, 09. Because it was after the freshman year of my high school. Okay. So that was the last time... I, that was like the first time I think I went more for a leisure. Okay. And it was me, my mom, and my daddy... We was in Abuja, we was in Lagos, we was everywhere. So I remember that. And then after that was my daddy's stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, every time I go, it's like I, I have people that I know. Like, I'll be texting them. They live in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Nigeria is still Nigeria, man. Nigeria is home. I definitely say, so with that episode that we had with um, African versus African American, I would definitely say like, if you have the opportunity, if you have the resources as an African American, Definitely visit at least one African country. For you know? sure. Like, for and sure. I like that nowadays, a lot of 
Girl, on Instagram, on Facebook, I'll see all my friends that I went to high school with. They, gee, they jamming in Ghana and Nigeria. I'm like, they live their life more That's than I That's what I, I want to do because every time I go to Nigeria, it's definitely giving home. Well, like you a homeboy. I want to do but vacation. But I want to turn, people are partying from sundown to salt, like uh, uh, sunrise. Equinox. Jeez. I want to go to all that shit. Like, like they, they're living the life. There's definitely like enjoyment there. And besides enjoyment, but just learning the roots the culture because you know when i was, I was also thinking a lot of people do the whole d um what's the dna accessory thing mm-hmm. and i feel like damn near everybody's like 51 percent nigerian because we black people are nigerian exactly and you know the slave trade really happened a lot in west africa particularly in nigeria and benin too so i just feel like if you can just forget what the media say about you know oh you know, people are... I mean, things are happening, of course. But of you know course. how the media portraying African kids with flies on their bodies and stuff? Yeah. You're not going to see that when you like... You know what I mean? Like, it's just like America. You got the same thing here, too. The same shit you see in Atlanta when you drive through and them water boys be on your window. Exactly. That's the exact same thing you're going to see in Nigeria. Exactly. Like, it's very much... That's, that's my favorite part about being in Nigeria. Seeing the correlation between African American mm-hmm. culture and African culture, mm-hmm. that is my favorite thing. I'd be like, "This is so black!" <laughs> like it is black, and you know, despite the fact that they're different, because I do feel like they're different blacknesses, if that makes sense. You know, of course, there's blackness, African blackness, American blackness, Latin blackness, but there's also universal blackness. Yeah, it's a unit. There's a universal black culture yeah. that we all have. That's like it's a universal language. Yeah. It's a universal body language. You know, mindset. That's like, girl, you, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's certain things. It's like it's for us by us. Okay, it is. But you know what? I want us to switch it up a little bit. Let's switch up because we be talking about little serious things about the country. Let's talk about some hoes. Ooh, let's let's talk about some hoes. Ooh. Let's talk about the hoes out here because the hoes are hard. They're out here. That's the episode we had. The hoes be winning. These hoes be winning. What are your thoughts, girl? I mean, hoes do be winning. Are they still winning? I ain't gonna lie, these days hoes don't be winning as much as they used to. Mm. I think the appeal is starting to leave. Mm, What way? Because it's kind of like we're seeing how the story ends. Mm -hmm. I think before we used to see people in hoes, hoes in rich men. You know what I mean? But now we see like Britney Renner who ends up, you know, just hopping from podcast to podcast to make a a living. To make a living. You know what I mean? Like, we see the Bernice Bugoras and, you know, all these Instagram ladies that's like 50 years old and you still got to show your body to make a little earning. Like, how long you going to do this for? Exactly. You look good, Bernice. You do look she good. She does, but, but she, she point, ain't in the timeline no more. Just she. look good. You don't got to look good and show it. Yeah. For money. Yeah. She's but, not on the timeline no more. So I don't think these hoes is like, these hoes win in theory. And I'm not going to lie, you know, some of these hoes are dying. I'm sorry, G. It's sad, but on some real shit, they're dying. Damn. In the sense that, you know, people are looking for sugar daddies, and we've mm. talked about it. You look for sugar daddies, and they kill you. True. It's quite unfortunate. True. Not saying you def- no one definitely deserves anything like that. But, you know, there are a lot of creeps out there who are looking for easy targets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know what? I know she wants this lifestyle. I know she posts her status all the time. I know where she is. I know what her house look like, all that. Easy target. She wants money. Yeah. Boom. I could get I could get to her, you know? So it's not easy. 
The hoes are dying from all this plastic surgery they've been getting. That's be, a fact. No, that's a fact. They dying from it, G. We're I'm not sorry. talking about these BBL deaths. Like, and you know, I think the older I've got, especially having a baby. Okay, like I understand the BBL. Like now, I'm like my body don't change. Like after I'm done having kids, listen, I'm definitely gonna get some nip and tuck. That's me keeping it real. I am. Yeah, for real. I am. Now I ain't getting no BBL. I'm not inserting any foreign artificial particle in my body. That, that's not a BBL. A BBL takes your fat and rearranges well, it. Well, I'm not. But that's it. BBL is very dangerous. I'm not doing that. I'm just doing yeah. like maybe a lifts. Breast lifts, augmentation. You know what I mean? Augmentation. You know, there are some non-invasive surgical procedures, too. I do too. a lipo. Okay. Lipo okay. and lift after kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to, like, I'm. it's to my natural self. But I wouldn't transfer fat. Yeah, because it's dangerous, especially the BBL one. Yeah. It's one of the, it's, if not the most dangerous surgeries. And not to knock down whoever, if you do it, do it for do it for yourself. Do it for your happiness. Don't do it to chase a man. Right. And don't do it to put other women down. Right. That's what I don't like. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they do it for money. Yeah. To make ends meet. To be noticeable. To be attractive. So it's just like... But pay, pay first. Because on TikToks, I see people saying, oh, don't go to this doctor. This doctor did me bogus. Like, they're literally crying on social media that they had some cheap social media, some cheap surgery done because the doctor... Probably someone in, you know, this other country saying, you know what, I'll give you a discount. Promote me on Instagram. But they're getting, you know. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I will say this about the hoes. I think the hoes need to to find a legitimate business. To me, hoeing is like drug dealing. You can only do it for so long. Before you got, before we get too hot, and you got to find a legitimate business. Yeah, yeah, and like if you're gonna do it, be smart about it. It's not a lifelong plan. You can't do it forever. You, you can. You you just cannot. You're gonna age. You cannot do you. That's what's blowing me about Marlo. Marlo from um, Real Housewives of, Real Real House of House. Atlanta. It's like you're in your late forties. Now you're dressing very scanty. Very slutty. Because these hoes be needing to keep up. But it's like, know your level. Know your itch. Know these your rank. These hoes be needing to keep up. They should have went to Lori Harvey, right? I mean, not Lori. What's her mama name? Marjorie Harvey. She was a smart hoe. She a smart hoe. She was a smart And she, she, she did. Yeah. She hit the lottery, G. She hit the lottery. She she, she hit the lottery. Because when I think back to our story, because she did a drug dealers, and they went to prison. And Cousins. Like, Cousins. She had babies by both of them. Yep. She's like, listen, she said she can't suffer. You know what? But, you know, but I'm not going to lie. It's still, it's still something about the hoes that I wish, that I wish I had too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're smart in a different level. Facts. I don't know if the word is smartness or if it's clever. No, or, they, they hustle. They're hustling. Yeah, like They're I hustling. wish I had that, that drive that of like, finesse. I'm finesse. That's the word. Like, you know what? I'm going to be calculated. I'm going to search gonna for this it. man. Yep. I'm going to play and my cards right. I ain't going to tolerate bullshit. Okay. Because that be my problem. I turn into a certified lover girl. Mm, you're a lover girl. Certified lover girl. So you're a softie like that. Gee, certified lover really? girl. That's my problem. Like, I just, I wish I was just, I had that finesse to be like, and I feel like in a way you have to lack certain morals too to be able to do it. Yeah, you know? For sure. To be, and you have to be cold in a certain way and really not give a fuck. For sure. I wish I could, G. I really wish I could. Where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I, it's, it's about me and what I'm going to get. I, I'm not built like that. I'm I not. wish I was. We weren't raised like that. Yeah. I just, I was raised to, let me shut up. 
You were raised to what? Let us know. How were you raised? It's okay. How were you raised? I damn near was raised to serve men. Damn! Hold on. You were raised to serve men? Let's get this on the record. Y'all heard her say she was raised to serve men. Please. Please give us the tea. Explain. What does that mean? And how, and how do you see serving this man out here, girl? We are going through our top 10 episodes. Because I'm sorry. Ever. Wait, wait. Relax. Relax. Because I don't know if y'all remember clearly. There's a certain episode where Dami was talking big shit about what she would not do for a man. You know what I'm saying? Especially if he's Ooh, not her husband. Okay. So please let us know because you definitely know I'm going to bring it up, right? So yes. please let us know. Damn, I should have. Girl, we got the we got the recording. Hold on, we got the recording. Oh, man. We do. I think I do. We do. Let's go to our text messages. It's right there. I think I do. It's, it's, it's right there because Time I want the us. We're gonna play the clip real quick of of what she said All about right. men. Okay. No. Um. No, I'm husband. not cleaning your home. <laughs> I'm not like I'm, I'm sorry. Not, yeah. Like what is going on? Like eat. Like first of all, if I'm coming over, clean the house. I'm yeah. still, like we still like, you still courting me, bro. Like, it's like, true. I agree. like if I'm coming over clean the house, like yes, maybe you don't have to have it like super spotless or whatever, because I'm kind of like OCD. Yeah. Daddy, what do you be doing now? First of all, do you don't be, say do, that. What do you be doing now? What is what is what do you mean? I don't know. Okay, so why how, do you how say do you, what did you be I don't doing? know. How do you serve men? Let us know. So do you serve men in that sense? Is there a man to serve? Girl, this is your life. You let us know. No, you try. Let us know the tea. Erica I'm not going to drop your tea. No, <laughs> I just love to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. It's the level of pleasure I get. I, I can't control it. No, I see. I see. <laughs> Erica loves trying to make the people think I'm in some committed relationship. Oh, I mean, okay, no. So the purpose of bringing that clip back up, right? Because you mm. did say you were raised to serve men. And how, what way? Seriously. What way were you raised to serve men? And I mean, do you serve men? I think just to be like, you know, obviously the perfect woman in terms of you cook, you clean, mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like you are that type of woman. Um, but yeah, that was, that was it. Have you done any of those things that you mentioned that you, you know, the little playback we played? Have you been done any of those things? I stand by what I said. I mean, of course you stand by it. On that of course, of course. But I'm saying, have you done, have you done anything like that? Like cooking clean? Yeah, for a man, for a, a guy you're emotionally involved with that you're dealt with, whatever. Have you? Where I mean, I have. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, That's you? why I was like, oh, I understand you, but I have. Because, you know, as a woman, again, we talk big shit, but once you get, you know, a certain man that will just make you do certain things. Like, you know, you feel a certain way about that emotionally, physically, whatever it is. And you find yourself cooking in the morning, G. <laughs> you find yourself cooking early in the morning, 7, 8 a.m., making breakfast. <laughs> It do be 7 a.m. too. Okay. Um, like, you know, making coffee or cleaning up after him. So I'm just asking, have you done any of those things? What I will say is this. Women out there, don't do anything for a man that isn't committed to you. I agree. And I stand by that. And I think that answers the questions as well. Yes, if it answers what it does I mean, answer the question. What you I know mean, when people like whatever, when people when people stray away from the answer, when people don't give you that? a direct answer, you right. know what it means. But it's so great judging you shit. I've been there. No, whatever you guys take from that, go ahead. Mm. Um, but what were we talking about? We were talking about our top ten favorite about episodes. the hoes. Okay. 
Real last question about the hoes be winning. Do you ever wish you were a hoe? And you know, there's a level, different levels of hoe. But do you ever wish you were a hoe? Hmm. Like a real hoe. Not a little petty little hoes would be talking about like, oh, I have my little hoe, mommy, I did this, I did that. No. But like a hoe. Yeah. Mm. I mean, every I, every day I kind of wish that I would have like went the whole route and like really just did what I wanted to do with men. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I feel like I never did what I really, really, really wanted to do with men. Like yeah. it's just so easy to play men. Hmm, is it? It is. Like when you really think about it, it's very, very easy to play men. Mm. Yeah. Because men just do ridiculous shit. Men are so easy to manipulate. Men put themselves in these awkward situations where it's like, why are you behaving in this manner? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all it took for you to behave this way. And you know what I'm I'm also learning? Or what I've learned is that I used to think that you have to look a certain way to be a hoe. Exactly. Like, you don't have to be the BBL, light-skinned, Lado looking girl or like you know uh meg the stallion looking girl like you could be a regular ass looking girl you could look like monique uh precious you look like anybody you want and, to. and be a hoe you know what i'm saying and, gonna be and going. finesse men and they'll be going and you have them wrap around your fingers literally they'll be fine yep so, yes, that was definitely one of my favorite episodes. So, please check that out if you have not. Uh, what other ones did you like, Dami? Um, another episode that I truly, truly enjoyed was Red Flag, Green Flag. Ooh. That's a more recent episode, Red Flag, Green Flag. But I think it's important because since we're on this topic of dating and hoes and what people like, I think we talked a lot about, like, the things to notice, the things mm-hmm. to look for, mm-hmm. but we didn't get into what happens when you see and notice these things. Well, what steps do you take? Like, like what how steps do you handle do you it? Take? Like, let's all tell the truth. What do you do when you notice a quote unquote red flag? Like when you see that he calls you only late at night. Yeah. Or you don't have access to him. What do you do? What do you do, Dami? <sighs> I call it out. I call it self. I'm somebody that's when I'm uncomfortable, especially with a man in a relationship or whatever dwellings we got going on. I will say something. I will find a way to say something. You know what I mean? Of course, I'll ponder it, but I'll, 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 I will call it out. Ain't no way. Because you're not about to have me. I hate feeling emotionally uncomfortable. Right. I just, it just, it just really puts me off. You know what I mean? Like, it, it puts me off in every way, whether in my work, everything like that. So I just hate it when it happens. So when mm-hmm. it happens, I'm just definitely addressing it. Whether it's even in a joking, shady manner, like, mm, I see muffins will only call you at facts. 12 a.m. No, what, facts. What's that about? Facts. What's that about? I'll definitely make it known. That's one thing about me. But I think that my problem is I tend to make it known, and then it's like, okay, after it's known, then what? Then what? Like, and... You have to be the reinforcer. Exactly. You have to enforce it. You have to be the one because they're not. And that's what be making it sucky about this whole red flag, green flag conversation. Because it's like, I think nobody is stupid and like stupid. Everybody knows what's like unacceptable in a relationship. Yeah. At least for you. Yeah. You yeah. know the shit that's like, mm, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. But the the hard part that we never talk about is like, okay, well, what do you do when you're already in love and you're not trying to let this person go? And it's like... Something just came up, so it's like, ah. I think that's when you do not become blindly in love. 
know what I'm saying? Because you could still be in love and have some sense. Because I know when you're in love, it does tend to cloud your judgment a little bit. Have you ever been blindly in love? Ah, no way. You've never experienced blindly, like intentionally blindly. And blindly in love is never intentional. I know it is never intentional, but but no, sometimes it's like, but sometimes you do know stuff is happening. But I'm so in love, I'm just gonna ignore it. That's what I'm saying. That's not it intentional. Happens. No, but sometimes you do. But know. that's the definition of being blindly in love. You know the shit is happening, and it's kind of like you ignore it. You I, blind I, to the well, bullshit. I guess I don't know. I know that's what I'm saying. Like you when I know, like bullshit. something may happen in the sense that maybe I'm in love, and because I'm so in love. I may not pay attention to certain things. True. You know what I mean? Like, I may just focus more on their positive things. Right. I may not pay attention that, oh, he's starting to come a little bit late. You know? I may just right. play it off like, oh, it's work, it's work, it's work, whatever. Or, you know? Right. But when it comes to a point where it's like, no, I open my eyes. I open my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it don't take me long to open my eyes. Now, I, I'm not, you know, I'm admitting to the fact that, yes, I'm definitely, definitely being, I definitely be in the moment, too. Right. But listen... I, I think I always mentioned this guy that I was relationship for three months, G. And actually, he hit me up when I was pregnant. Did he? he did. He did. You know, he was wishing me congratulations for being pregnant. And, you know, he actually apologized for his actions, G. Isn't it sweet when they come back and apologize and let you know? Can't relate. Oh, damn. But he came back to apologize and he told me that, yes, he agrees that he was tweaking back then. This motherfucker was, he was tweaking hard. No, I'm playing. I can relate. <laughs> okay he was he was tweaking hard like you know so my point is that it was three months it was good it was nice but after a while i'm just like no 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 right my mom always tell me that your partner could be your uprise or your downfall right if you're with the wrong right. partner they could really suck the blood out of you some partners be jealous no, some, some partners, partners take it out of you oh, somebody was telling me i think Girl, I, 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 you know, so much clients. I don't know if it's clients. I didn't stop saying clients. So clients don't think I'm selling their business. And shit. <laughs> but met some individual and, you know, she was telling me that some guy she was talking to, like, he was low-key hating on her, G. Mm-hmm. On her success, on things that she was doing. And and it's like, that happens. Because men and be I, haters. I, and I felt that with him. It's like, men try to do things to, to bring you down. Like, he was coming to me. He's like, you know, I think you should change the way you're, you dress. Now, me, I don't dress like an Instagram babe, but I always dress presentable. I'm cute. Right. I pop it in my own lane, in my own style. Like, you, if I go out, you never be like, damn, girl, what's she you wearing? You doing the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she being thirsty or she's not looking presentable. Good. Right. Never that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who I am. He's like, you know, everyone knows Erica is the girl girl, but basically saying, everyone, know you're every, everyone knows Erica is the girl girl, but you could also be like the sexy baddie bitch. I'm like, well, that's not the only way that I am. Like, my sexiness is for you to see alone and to identify. But if you can't see that, that's on you, you know? Do you still identify with that stigma? Derrick is a good girl? Yeah. Girl, that shit was, that shit held me down, boy. <laughs> that shit made me depressed. <laughs> Especially when I got pregnant. Because I'm thinking, like, damn, motherfuckers, you say that shit like No, this? yeah, but I think the definition of good is different. It's, it, I feel like it's in different ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Good in the sense that, you know, she's not the girl you've seen you know, maybe dressing overly sexy, overly sexual, mm. or cursing motherfuckers out. You know, I'd be quiet. You know, unless I know somebody, then I talk my shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm j- <laughs> no, I'm saying if you're the good guy, I'm the wild one. I don't know. I don't know how people see you. I don't know how you present yourself, dummy. I don't know, you know? But I'm just saying, this is what you can't he... can't even vouch for me. I, I'm just saying, this is what he said about me. I can't vouch for <laughs> Bitch. I can vouch for you, but I'm just saying based on what no, he said, you know? Mm-hmm. Um... And he was really trying to put me down. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do this. I don't need 
we already go through our insecurities, right. you know, individually as women, you know, as Nigerian women, as black women. I don't need a man that I'm dealing with to not add because of his insecurities. And it was obvious because it was because of him. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, you're trying to help me grow up. Like, you know, maybe you're trying to touch me up a little bit. You're trying to put me on game. It wasn't even that. It's because you feel down about yourself. So you don't think you, so have you been in a situation where maybe, like maybe now that you're out of love, you see the signs, but in the, in the relationship, you didn't see it. I did in the relationship. I saw it. Oh, and you still kept forward with the relationship. No, I did not keep forward. That's what I'm saying. So that's I what I'm saying. Not. There's no relationship where no. it's like, oh, wow. No, no, no. I mean, even my, my last ex, the African one, you know, when I saw he wasn't responding to my text. And then, you know, it could be a good and a bad thing, too, because maybe it makes me super irrational. I'm quick to be like, all right, things ain't working. Boom, I'm mm-hmm. gone. You know, sometimes you do need to calm down and try to work things I out. I saw a red flag before you did, though. You see, it's, yeah. I, I'm not even denying that. Yeah. But I'm, what I'm saying is that when I see it, yeah. I don't continue to stay in it. Because you saw it before I saw it. Mm. But when I saw it, I'm like, I'm gone. Does right. that make sense? Mm. I don't be like, I see it, and I'm feeling dwelling in it. And nah, I don't. At least not intentionally. I think it's only one person I ignored the red flags. Everybody else, I just kind of keep it moving. What made you ignore the red flags? Why? I think it was how I felt about myself. And that's really what it is a lot of the times. It's how At you feel time, about yourself. At the time, I was just like... Did you feel like, you know, you weren't worthy of somebody else? Did you feel like you could not get somebody else? Yeah, I just think that, like, at the time, I was just so stuck on us. Yeah. Like, I couldn't like, see I want this outside of us. Ah. So it just felt like this is, this is just our love because we are meant to be. Hmm. You really felt like y'all were meant to be. Mm. Wow. What made you what made you feel that way? I don't know. I think at the time it just felt like I also was of that toxic love where it's like we made it through so much other stuff. Mm-hmm. We can make it through it all. And one thing I'm learning, it don't you don't have to suffer in love. Yeah. You really don't. You don't people be saying we went through the storms and the shackles and the chains. Y'all don't gotta go through that. Now, yes, life happens. You know what I'm saying? Like certain things, yes. Like people that go through miscarriages in their relationship whatever death in that family of course but you don't have to go through toxic abusive things right to be like we made it through right you know what i mean right but real quick you say you saw red flag what red flag did you see that i ain't see let me know so i, I could, think that he allowed you to be your authentic self which one are you talking about because the african accent you was just the, the last one right mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree with that yeah i, I always felt that. that from jump i was like mm. yeah 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 yeah. I, I i totally agree with that um but yeah this this, this so basically, we know the hoes ain't winning no more. Damn, that was on the hoes. Was that on the My bestie. No, no, we were on the hoes. We, we move, we move. What did you move to? Red, red flag, flag green, green flag. What's some green flags? Because I feel like we talk about red flags a lot. What are some green we flags? We said green flags. People that care about you, people that love you, people that invest in you, people that support you. Like Consistently. You know, don't be a dummy. Fuck is you talking about? Y'all already know what the green flags is. And I think it has to be consistent, too. Because obviously, in a toxic relationship, there's something about them that attracts you to them because they care. Right. They love you. They invest in you. But is it consistent? You know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be consistent. You know, it has to be consistent. Um, family. You know, I want to talk about family real quick because I think as women, I was talking to a guy, some guy, like not friend, family guy. And, you know, as family, we, used to th- we normally think that when we meet their family, 
we're in but girl it's a lie you even send me a tiktok girl, girl it's a lie because you meet the family just because you're planning events with the family you at thanksgiving you cooking me with the mama it don't mean especially for men maybe if you meet a woman's family like it, you meet yes. your girl's family yeah. it's different it's like oh i met my girl's family mm-hmm. meeting your man family baby you could just be there like everybody really, would send you off G. it's convenience everybody would send you off matter of fact they will use you Exactly. They'll call you. Even like Nigerians do it too. My wife. They call you my wife. My wife. Our family wife. Y'all know how many girls you. I done met. Please, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, we. Well, you send the <laughs> from my bro. You know how many fat girl. Damn. Baby bye. Um, yeah. And Baby they probably think like, oh, I'm in with the family. He brought me home to mom, so I'm Thinking, in. Oh, I was with them during this family crap. Maybe you was just here. Exactly. And then the families go definitely. They may like you. Family may like you. But every day their loyalty is with the family. With, with the, the guy. With the man. Yeah. So if he's like, if he's like, you know what? I don't really want you. He bring another one. They're going to do the same behavior with the other one. Exactly. Like, sorry. So me the family is no more like a green flag top tier thing anymore. Yeah, or it's like meeting people. You know, meeting, yeah. Maybe certain people, but... Maybe certain people in the but family. But not like... But mama's be lying, too. Gee, not, it ain't the mama. Let me tell y'all that. The mama not the one, the person in the family. Especially with men, because men are low-key close with their moms. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want my son to bring different women to me. I'm not going to like it. I will, will tell him. He will in a way, though. Not different women. He will in a I way. I don't want it. Because this is the thing. Men, Mm-mm. they don't be seen no, it as No, all men diff- do it, though. No, men do, do not be seen as like different women. I men feel- really just be seen as like, this is my girl. No, I, I disagree. And this is my family. And I want to be around my family and my girl. I, I disagree. Like, I feel like some men still hold that value in, like, the woman I bring home is someone I'm serious about. You know, it may not be a wife. It may not be, like, oh, we engaged. I mean, they're not going to bring home every girl that but, they're sleeping with. But some men bring in, like, you know, you know, we've been riding for a minute. I'm going to bring home. Some men don't care about bringing a girl home. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying the way I want to tell my son, don't bring no bitch you be fucking. Especially the proximity of what their life is. You know what I mean? Like if they like twenty one and they still live I at home, it's a high chance they're gonna bring the girl. I don't want around to, that they messing with. I don't want a situation if it's a serious girlfriend. That's, but that's fine. What I'm saying. Like what's serious to men at that age? What do you mean? You don't think men have men have serious relationships? No, age? but it's like what you say. My is point like, is that not every man is like that. No, I'm saying it's like. I think for more, as women, we be thinking like, if a man ain't really serious, serious, we ain't going to bring, I don't think it's that serious to guys. And I'm saying, I think it's so I'm, far as they rocking with them enough. And I'm saying to some it. guys, it is that serious. Though. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I, I, least, I don't know the guys that's that serious. Least, in, in my little situation I've been, I'm like, okay. Motherfucker told me like, oh, probably the second woman he brought to the mom. I'm like, oh, is okay, that cool. Yes, it is fact checked. Okay. Please, girl, let is me. It's really fact checked. Yeah, let me confident in my sister. <laughs> no, bitch. no, like, no, no, no. Don't make me matter. waver. Don't let me waver. I'm, I'm confident. But my point is, in my son, okay, okay, I don't want him to be the type to, oh, just because you're fucking this girl for six months, you bring her home. No, 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 Damn, no. Damn, so you gonna be the mama that blow his spot up? I sure will. I will. Me and his dad talk about it. And his dad you is like, this. no, let him move. I'm like, nah, gee, I'm going to be the one to be like, and hey, who are you? I mean, I'm going to be kind and all, but I'll still look at like, who are you, girl? Who are you? Who's your mama? You know? I'm going to just not be polite. You say you're not going to be polite? I'll be like, hey, girl. And keep it moving. I'm not going to abuse somebody else's daughter. Of course not. No, no. Nah, I'm going to just but be like, 
Come I don't on. I need to talk to you. Exactly. They're going to be like, why your mama don't ever talk to me? Because she don't know you. Like, if you're saying hi. I'm like, what is hi? This is African home. You better say good afternoon, ma. <laughs> I'm going to have you there with me. We're going to do it together, too. You better say good afternoon, auntie. I'm going to just ask, like, so what y'all been fucking for a long time? Or what's yeah, going I sh- on? I sure will. Listen, that's the type of mom I'm going to be. I'm not going to lie. You know me. I'm going to be the crazy one. Like, so what y'all been doing? Like, I... Like, seriously, seriously, no, uh-uh. I'd be like, damn, that's crazy, because Shanice was here three months ago. Dang. <laughs> you gonna put that, you gonna put him out like that? I would. Hell no. These hoes ain't loyal. Okay. What's another favorite episode of ours that we've had? Oh, I loved Everybody Is Not A Podcaster. Okay. Because it's like... You know, we can't do this 100th episode without popping our shit, for real. Mm-hmm. A lot of people try, but don't succeed. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't have the content. They don't have the chemistry. They don't have the skill set. They just aren't it. They're not. You know, the girls that get it, get it. And the ones that don't, don't. Yeah. I feel like people... Some people just get a podcast because they probably went through something. They're like, I want to vent right now. And I want to talk shit right now. Like therapy. You know, and th- like therapy. And, you know, having a podcast can be therapeutic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but it's like, okay, after that is over, after you're done venting, what else do you have? What other content do you have? Are you entertaining? Yeah, that's Is it quality? Thing. Are you doing this just because it's a way? Because nowadays, everyone is a podcaster. I feel like it's funny because we, we had this episode before this really explosion of men having podcasts yes. happen. And it's like everything that we said in that podcast, I feel like it's true. Yeah. Like a lot of the time people get podcasts and all they do is talk shit about other people. Mm-hmm. And they feel like that constitutes a podcast. Like, no, baby, this ain't that. Especially men. Especially men. I know a few weeks ago we talked about the Fresh Two Fit podcast. I think that's I don't what care about their name. I want to say their name because I want people to know how shitty they are. That's why I said their name. But I agree because you also don't want to give them publicity, whatever. But that's the podcast that they their goal is to the quote unquote goal is to like tell men how to get women, how to and be get fresh. finances. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the three F's: finances, freshness. And females, that's what it is. Because girl looked up their stuff because I'm like, who are they? Okay. Not you knew their mission statement. Okay. But it's like, it's all fuck boy, fuck boy, fuck boy in actuality. Like, it's fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit in actuality. Right. You know what I mean? Your podcast literally is to demean women. Yeah. To talk down yeah. on women. Literally. Yeah. And it's the first time I'll be like, okay, Brittany, Brittany, Brittany Bundle, Rena, like, okay, Not she Brittany did something. I mean, that's her IG name. Like, she did something decent because she ran the podcast and she literally was like, Going in, like, what does it do for you to talk down a woman? What exactly. feeling do you get? You know, and then you're getting money on this. Exactly. We all talk shit on podcasts. You know what I'm saying? But I just always believe that you need to use your platform for a good purpose. It needs to make sense. Is it like, why? Is it entertaining? And quite frankly, women that only have podcasts talking about their sex life, that shit's lame too. Mm. That shit's lame too. Like just talk about this. Like Explain. women, women get podcasts and just be trying to be freaky and you know salacious, and that's their brand. But you know what? What if that's what they fit in? 
though. No, it's no. There's a difference. There's some women that have sex positive podcasts. Okay. And then there's some women that just get on here and be like, so. I fucked this nigga. Would you fuck three bitches? Because I like, I could be into that shit. But you know what? There are a lot of white podcasts, though. Like that white woman podcast. Exactly. They're all like that. And I, exactly. and I wonder, like, are these stories even true? Are y'all just saying, making stuff? They be saying whatever. Not everyone has a podcast, so not everyone really has the talent for you. For it. And or it's the okay. dedication. Or the, or the patience. Because I think that, like, what is often misconstrued with podcasting still to today you know what i mean like people think they can just get on here and just talk and just express their feelings again this is not your digital diary you have to be keyword this is not your digital diary like really bring us something that people can engage in yeah bring a conversation bring something that's gonna fill a room up when it's just me by myself listening to your podcast absolutely let me be able to have a dialogue with you am i learning from you am i entertained do i feel a connection Exactly. You know, can I be like, damn, she hitting the spot right there. I felt this way. You two can get your hundredth episode with some content. Okay. I agree. I, I totally agree. I want us to, since we just talked about man and podcast, let's talk about one of our favorite podcasts is Kevin Samuel or Troll. I know you did that episode with um, Jeremiah, right? Yes. This was one of the episodes we did while he was on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um. And this one was one of my favorites because I feel like men got a chance to be heard. Uh, you, obviously, we're two women. Yeah. And no, we don't shit on men, but we tell men about themselves. Um, and it was cool to have a guy on here yeah. who really spoke for the guys. Mm. Um, especially when it came to, comes to this Kevin Samuels thing. Because Kevin Samuels, if you don't know who Kevin Samuels is, that's good for you. But... Kevin Samuels is basically an internet troll who gets on there and tries to coach women, quote unquote, through what would make them more desirable yeah. as women. Yeah. Um, and we spoke a lot on that episode about like, is the shit that Kevin Samuels says facts? Or is it really like he just on the internet spewing hatred to get clout? I feel like there may there is some facts to certain things he's saying. Obviously his delivery is shit. But there's also a lot of him preaching negativity. Mm. You know what I mean? Also just trying to get clout. Just to say that, um, what's the word? Something that will shock people, shock value. Yeah. You know? Because one of the things he said recently is that um, the headline was like, oh, if you're using a condom, no, if you are, you know, having sex, raw sex with an ex, don't expect to start have using condom with the new boyfriend. Which and I'm sorry. So I, and I, I mean, are you preaching unhealthy sex? I listened to the whole clip just so I, did I didn't too. go. And I was like, I, I almost get what he was trying to say, but this is a horrible example to use. It, it is horrible because we always evolve as human beings. Sometimes you're like, you know what? I did this shit in my last relationship. Um, I'm not going to do this in my next. Yeah. You know like, what I'm saying? That like, was just a bad example. Like I'm going to, but that's his goal though. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like he, even though it's a bad example, but I feel he meant that example. Yeah. He really meant that yeah. specific example. Because yeah. he's saying, you can't say you did all this freaky deaky shit with your 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 ex, and then you over here, you trying to be vanilla style and whatever, and whatever. And he's like, he's talking about the whole born again virgin thing. It's like, what do you mean? It's my body. I could decide to be like, you know what? I don't want to do the nasty freaky shit I was doing. Because... You know, it wasn't serving me any better anyway. Exactly. So I want to present myself in a better way. And my thing is like, 
why is it always our past and everything we do in our past that has to be presented? It's but always. Because I didn't like when he was like, if a man said he want to wear the condom, that's different. But if like, I'm like, well, no. So you saying motherfuckers should be out here getting STDs? It's like, so I can't have the va- the right to say I need a condom? Like, I should be out here catching STDs. That's wild. STDs, we women see the signs first. It meant for it affects us even more. We are, uh, we are with our reproductive organs. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't like it. I hate when he was like, oh, once you have a child, you know, I got a child now. So I'm just like, when he said that, he was like, oh, you know, you kind of like secondhand, like your value, boom, decreased. Uh, no. Women and out he there. he says that a lot. He says that a lot. And I just want to say for an audience, you know, out there that if you, you have a child, you know what I mean? If you're married, if you're a single mom, whatever your situation is, your value has not decreased as a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has not decrease whatever you have going on in your life make sure your value continues to increase and it's all about your mentality and how you carry yourself it does not decrease as a woman some things that i'll say he may have right in the sense that because we even say it that you know oh if you want to attract a six-figure man make sure you present yourself in that six-figure woman i agree with that you know make sure you look good you know make sure you're also working in that status you mm-hmm. you know you're in that society mm-hmm. that makes sense cuz you know you can't be saying oh you work at McDonald's you know and you trying to and get then, this investment and you you know sometimes it happens for people by luck oh yeah. that's a romantic story fine you know that's a romantic netflix movie but in reality, you know, don't be like, oh, I'm flipping burgers and like, oh, I really, I want a rich nigga. But exactly. With that one, I accept. I agree. And also, he said it regarding men too. You know, you can't be some obese fat guy and you you over here talking shit about women and, oh, this woman has stretch mags and whatever. Woman, yeah. Exactly. So I get that part. But overall, his message is shitty. And a lot of men go follow that route. Yeah, I definitely think that Kevin Samuels. It's like he gets off on this on degrading black women. This is a, he's a divorced man. He's yeah. not married. He's not in a successful he's relationship. He's in the closet. Like, he definitely gave those vibes. He's in the closet. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think that, like, Kevin Samuel, he a troll, but that episode in the whole, it was fun for men to get their own. Yeah, yeah. Get their shit off. Like, you know, shout out to Jer- Jerm, Jeremiah. Okay. Um, Let's talk about living single. We are living single. single. It's a nineties kind of world. I'm, I'm glad, glad I got my girls. Okay, so let's talk about living single. Um, since we just talked about relationships, um, what are your expectations of dating right now? Has it changed, girl? Do you do you still date the same? Do you date differently now? <sighs> do I date? Let's talk about that. Um. Dating now versus when we first did that episode, I think that I am at a place where I'm open to more compromise. Okay. Okay. Initially, I think I was, not that I'm all too old, but I think I was young enough for everything to still be like, Bullshit, party and bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like 25, as grown as we felt we were, in my mind, I kind of always knew it was party and bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like I ain't found the love of my life here, it's party and bullshit. Mm-hmm. Now, I think I date way more intentionally. Okay. Way more like I'm not going to just date you off the strength of you cute. Like if you don't have at least 
maybe four or five. I want to clap for that. That's nice. You know, no, it's important to date intentionally. That's the key word, Inten- with intention, you know? Yeah. But go ahead. Like, if you don't have at least, like, four of my non-negotiables. Which, what are they? Um, You know, that you have a job. I would like somebody to be Muslim for me. Okay. Um, that's non-negotiable. That's a non-negotiable because it's kind of like, I don't see myself converting. Mm-hmm. And I would like for, to me and my partner to raise our children under the same mm-hmm. not that i have anything against christians of but course, you know how it is um and then another non-negotiable is like i need to know what like your career path is does that align with having a job or that's different having a job i think i need to see what phase of your entrepreneurship is if you don't have a job okay because it'd be like that sometimes so can you date someone who does not have a job then if you are able to provide for yourself and provide in a way that, like... So if they don't it, have a job, how are they providing for themselves? Because some people get grants and shit and make it work through grants. You know what I mean? Like, okay. some people figure out how to flip a brick. So have a job, be a Muslim, career? Yeah. Okay. Um, And then it comes to, like, how they treat me. Like, mm-hmm. being kind, supporting me in my endeavors. Mm-hmm. You know, and just being responsible. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain that. Being responsible. I mean, yeah. Being I able get to that. own up to your shit. Yeah. You know. Somebody that I'm not afraid to have a baby with. Now that's fact, G. Because one thing I'll say I'm thankful for, you don't ever want to have a baby with the wrong person. Because that's oh, yeah. a life of hell. You know, you know. Oh, that's a life of failure. You have yeah. baby with the wrong person. It's like that's it's you know people say oh that's eighteen years. No, that's the long, that's the rest the of your life. You know because you're gonna deal with that person even if the child is thirty. You know what I mean? Forty, whatever. You have situations with you know people when they're you know couples who are not married anymore or not or they just have kids together. The child is getting married. It's a whole wahala. It's a right. whole problem. Like I don't want to sit at the table with him even though y'all have not been together for twenty years. Exactly. You know what I mean? So that's. I'm glad I don't go through that. So no, I, yeah, real. that's key. That definitely is key. For real, I think about that a lot. So your dating has changed in that way. Like yeah, it's, it's not superficial. It's more deep, and you yeah, know. it's definitely more like I'm trying to date off people that I could potentially marry. Okay, I, I that's good. Um, is there an age where you would be ashamed to be single? Because you're 28 right now. Do you feel ashamed, or do you feel like by a certain age, I'd be like, you'd be like, damn, I'm still single. Maybe at like 40. Ooh, shit. Like, if I ain't been married... And, okay, right. Is it like nothing. I was divorced and I'm no, single? No, no, yeah. Like, I ain't been married. I ain't had that initial. Mm-hmm. By 40, I feel ashamed. Damn. Where does the shame come from? Like, I feel like with the shame, it's like you're blaming yourself. Yeah, it's like shame. I'm damn near to half my life and I still ain't found somebody that I could lock in with. Damn. And you say, like, that's your fault if that happens. It's like, not necessarily my fault, but it's like... What role did I play? In yeah, because it's like, gee, come on now. It be like that, G. Like, you it, know, it, I understand, sad. but it's it like, like you can't always be like, oh, these niggas out here. It's like, man, like, why couldn't I be also kept? You know, I'm watching Sex and the City, as I've mentioned. Oh, um, the new one? The new one, and it's uh-huh. called And Just Like That. And they have, you know, they're being diverse. They have a black girl in it, Nicole mm. Parker. And they, is that her name, Parker? Nicole Ari Parker. Ari Parker. And they have Nicole an Indian Jones. lady in it. Oh. Too. Yeah. And she's also in her 50s, but she's single. And she's never been married. And you know, Indians, they're really particular and serious about marriage, especially yeah. matchmaking and all of that. Yeah. And like, she's still on dating sites. Damn. 
And then Carrie, which is the main character, Carrie was like, oh, you know, that's good that you're still on dating sites. And the Indian lady took offense to it. Not offense, but a little bit hurt because she was like, you're saying that, well, that's good. You're still putting yourself out there despite the fact you can't find anybody to the age of 50, you know. And I'm like, okay, I could get it. But it's like I really can't imagine also being 40 and 50. Especially since it's not like, oh, I'm previously divorced or my yeah, partner it's died. Not like I'm myself It's like I'm, like I'm still, I've never I'm like it. I'm still searching I've never like I was in her it. 20s. That's deep. I, I pray we don't have that. I pray you don't have yeah, that. Yeah, because there is like an underestimation of like, especially for women, I can't speak for men, but like not hitting milestones. Yeah. You know, like I think I've, obviously women who don't have kids, yes, they find peace in it. Yeah. But at a certain point, they had to grapple with feeling it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I'm sure Tracy Ellis Ross, she fine now. She didn't realize whatever. Yeah. You know, Regina King, those people. Yeah. But I think there was a point, maybe at 35, like, 36, where they were like, damn, I don't have no babies. And I'm not going to lie, to be honest with you, despite, you know, I'm definitely going to do an episode. I have another episode. I'm definitely going to do an episode of talking about my pregnancy. Um, but a part of me feels happy that I have a child because I'm not married yet. But I'm like, at least I have a baby, and I'm okay. I'm happy I have my baby. Yeah. You know, even if he ends up being the only child I have. You're going to always feel like I'm happy I have my baby. At least I'm like, I have my little person, and like I, I have that. You know, and if I'm not married, that's okay. Not okay, but it's like, I, I have that part. You know, and that's just me being honest. Like, even my mom was saying, like, I'm happy that you have this child. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's such a joy in all our lives. And it's like, I'm happy I have that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. Like, just even as a woman in general, a woman who wants a child, mm-hmm. you know, even if it doesn't happen in marriage, but it's like, I, you have a child. Yeah, because I think about it. It's like, yeah. it's not like I don't think about it. Yeah. I think about it. So it's because all all, everybody I know mm. is having a baby. Yeah. Like, literally everybody I've known. Does it make you feel like you want to have a baby? or do, does always, it make, I think of everybody. I, can, I was always the one that wanted a baby, too. Girl, you're the first one. To, I'm, girl, it was like two years ago. You're talking about, I'm baby fever. I'm like, great. But yeah, I, I think, think I was, I was always dope. the one that really mm-hmm. wanted a baby, too. Yeah. So I deal with kids. You yeah. know, like, I've always yeah. been Miss Kids, yeah. Miss Baby. So it's like, I do think about it. Like, damn, what if I end up being one of those people that don't have a baby? I think you have a child. I mean, I even... No, but you know, like, no, eventually. you gotta come on. No, 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 you gotta I mean, like, yeah, eventually, you have a child, don't be speaking with, with, fear. no, yeah, but you know, we trying to be realistic. No, 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 you know, if COVID didn't happen, I've always envisioned us being there doing our deliveries or at least be in the hospital room, but COVID did not allow that to happen. I know, situation. I cry, yeah, I cry. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I was had a baby, please. I cried so hard <laughs> when Erica FaceTime me, like. Yeah, girl, I'm finna have this baby. So, <laughs> I know, bro. I was like, it's about to happen. I don't even know what came over me because I was fine. I know, right? I was fine. It was literally like I was about to go somewhere, too. And she was like, girl, yeah, I'm finna have this baby. And I was like, like, And then, you know, Northwestern, they don't allow you to record because we definitely asked around allowing recording. I'm like, okay, fine. So I didn't record anything. I didn't tell you you can't record your own birth. I mean, that's, I think that's a void lawsuit. So just in case something happens, because think about it. Cause Bastards. What, yeah, because I'm like some, a lot of YouTubers record their I was birth. I people record their birth. But some hospitals don't. And I believe it's to avoid lawsuits in case something goes wrong. In case, because then you will have it. Yeah. That's evidence right that there. Like they did something wrong. You that know? means you don't trust yourself. Okay. Um, but yeah, girl. Yeah, living single. It is what it is. I definitely believe like life goes on. You know what I mean? 
I know that one would not be single forever. Because, you know, we we're talking about the other day, like, since you're not, if, if I'm not taking, you know, marriage on my tax document, okay? If I'm not doing joint taxes. Okay. Like, legally, I'm single. Oh, yeah. Like, legally. Like, sorry. No I'm matter single. how much you profess your love to me, buddy, I'm, you know. I'm single. I'm single. Hello, so, so do you believe that even if you're in a relationship and you're not married, you know, quote unquote, still single in that sense, are you still on the market? I've always said I'm single till I'm married. And as much as a certified lover girl as I am, I do still believe and that. And what does that mean? Does that mean you mean you move differently? Does that mean that you always appear to be available? That means that like when if somebody else is able to capture my attention from you, Fine. I do not owe you the loyalty of not serving somebody that catches my attention. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, I'm not going to cheat on you, whatever. Like, that don't mean that's a green light to cheat. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm ready to move on, I should tell you. Yeah. I shouldn't play you. But it's like, I don't owe you not moving on. And you know, I was... Well, not Recently, I was talking to a close buddy of mine, and I was telling him, like, oh... My friend is coming, not you, but I was just saying, oh, my guy friend is coming over and he may go to his girlfriend's house. And he was like, well, he goes to his girlfriend's house any time because pussy always going to be where you left it. Like, it's always going to be where it is, where you left it. Damn. And in my head, that's what you think. Yeah, that's what you think. Maybe. Because that's what you think. Let me because this pussy can be gone any time, G. I ain't going to reveal my <laughs> tricks. Cough, cough, cough. This pussy can be called any time. You may think you, you know, I mean, not to say my father's cheating or whatever, but like, as you said, if somebody else is, they come swoop the pussy up, boy, it's gone. It's like, <laughs> if I really decided that on this day today that the Lord has made, I'm going to do what I want, what you going to do about it? The pussy going to be saying, When I snow chest, good night, man. When I snow chest, no, good night. <laughs> Like, sorry, I'm gonna do what I want when I want to. I mean, but is there a level of loyalty that you do have to every relationship? Because you know, you do have to. I will not disrespect you by cheating on you. Okay, okay, that's the loyalty. I I can take that one. I can. That's my loyalty. But if I want to be with somebody else, I don't have to be with you. Okay. I could take that. Now, if I'm married, it's like, baby, you better lower your gaze and close your eyes. I mean, we locked in. Yeah. I can't wait till we both married and we start, you know, because you know, then our language should be different. You know, listen, married bitches, okay, listen, married bitches' languages be different because he'd be like, you know, when you know, marriage, you know, marriage is different. You have to do this, whatever. And I, listen, I ain't mad at it. You know, so I mean, so I can't wait till I get to that level where I'm like, when you're married, you do this, you do that. As a wife, I'm not, I don't want to do wifey because right now it's like, oh, wifey, you know. Mother of the child, ah, nah, nah, nah. as the wife with the finger, with the ring, <sighs> legally signed. I'm on the document. I'm on the deed. Okay, like, I'm putting two on my taxes. Okay, God has ordained and see that we are married. He blessed this union. Y'all seen it? Y'all was there. <laughs> One day, I know it's gonna happen. G, we're both gonna be married, and One day, I hope y'all are there. I don't know if we're still going to have a podcast by then. Hopefully we do, and we sign, and it's a lot of money, okay. and it's a special. Fuck what you saying. Okay, and it's a special. Should we have on reality TV show? Girl, okay, and it's a special. Speak it, period. speak it, speak Y'all it. Y'all can hear me snapping on everybody in my life behind <laughs> the scenes. Speak it. All right, Um. so our last, I think this is our last one, right? Yeah. Our last favorite episode was BBLs and Bonnets. BBLs and Bonnets was come like about our... 
with my auntie, Auntie Monique. Um, and she got into a lot of trouble on social media when she was telling a bunch of women who went into the airport with bonnets that it's just unladylike. And this caused all the uproar on social media. But I love this episode. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it as women. Like, I think it is important mm. for us as women to carry ourselves in a way. And I stand by that. I stand by that, like, as women, you should carry yourself in a certain way. I believe so. No matter what. Like, we get too comfortable going out with our bonnets and our PJs looking bummy. Okay. You know, and it's just like, why? It's meant for, it's homeware. It's sleepwear. It's, it's literally for your home. You know what I'm saying? Even, yeah. Even if you're at home, you should, you should be wearing 24-7. Exactly. Come on. It's sleepwear. And it got to live with it where people were wearing it to the airports. Because that's even what really brought it up. People were wearing it to the airports. Outside, to In travel. public spaces. And in a way, it became like our... Or like on our identity, like that's how people identify. Like, oh, you see a bonnet, that's a black man, that's a black girl. You expect a certain behavior exactly. with that, you know? And it's like, people come be, on, that's how you know people don't travel because it's like traveling is not even that deep for y'all to be acting like y'all be going to Miami. It don't even be nowhere. G. Less than two hours, you and you saying you can't put on Vegas. some proper clothes? It be four hours, G. It don't even be as deep as y'all be trying to make it. Talk about I, I be look, listen, I be looking decent up. when I'm traveling, G. I love to look athleisure like. Like, you could still be comfortable, but cute. That's when you're going to see me pop out of my Yeezys. Like, you never know who you see. I'm going to wear my sweats, my shades. G, you, like, you may see a, a nice rich man. You never know who you may meet, G. You may meet Rihanna. Okay. Like, one thing one thing I love my mom. My mom is the type that she always, whenever she's stepping out the house, listen. Every time she go out, she Every time she step out, out, she got to show out. She's she's a woman that she doesn't wear flats. I'm a girl, I wear flats. Okay. Like she wear even on her boots, she has some heels. Has in it. a little heel. But it's based. My point is to say that you, I get it. Some days you may not feel it. I'm not saying 24 seven you gotta always pop out because some days I be looking casual, but at least still casual, presentable. You know what I'm saying? Even if you're full on natural, but still presentable. Not that you're looking full on bummy. It's like you got cross in your face. You look you didn't wash your face. You know what I'm saying? You wearing stuff that you slept in. So how do you think, do you think that at the beginning of this podcast, we would have had these same ideals or is this something we grew into? I think we will have the same ideals because this is what we said in the, on that episode. And also because that's how we are, mm-hmm. you know, because we live like that. We don't go out bummy. Now, I think we may have fallen into the pack of, oh, don't critique black women. Don't talk about black women. Let us be free and do what we want to do. Facts. You know, because, you know. It, it, it that happens, Facts. but there's also a part as Monique said that we need to be real with ourselves. You Facts. know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is not even about criticizing. This is about constructive criticism. Right. We need to do better. You know, if we want better, we expect better. We expect people to treat us better. We need to carry ourselves no in that way. Walk in the in the airport with their head wraps on. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? The other races have their own bummy wear. Yeah. They do have them because there are some white people you, yeah. you do look at you like I could tell you just woke up, G. Yeah. You know, and your hair, this is you had the the messy bed hair, you know? Okay. So every race have their own bummy look, but we don't have to align with that. Well, bummy you know is I mean? taking it too far. Wear a hat. Yeah. Wear a scarf. Wear something. It's taking it's head wraps is fine. Cause you know the different ways to tie your head wrap and stuff. Okay. 
So it's just, come on, we just need to do better as a whole. Um, just 2022, let's carry ourselves with dignity, with pride. Like, we're fashionable people, you know? We have, we, we naturally look good. So let's just keep that going on. Facts. You know, because we're already treated like shit. Even when we're our best, they already look down on us. They want to put us down so bad. So let's just, we, we, we just got to do our part. That's Facts. what I got to say. So you guys... Part of our 100th episode, we got to um, highlight some of our favorite traditions here. And one of those traditions is Olodo of the Week. I wish I would have pulled up our original drop. Because this, oh, this is our second drop. This is drop. a different one. This yeah. is a different one. But here's our drop nonetheless. An Olodo, somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes poor decisions, comparable to a donkey. Oh Lord, Rabata, goof ass. So you guys, we did this a little differently. Um, although that this week where we are recording, there's a lot of people that could be mm-hmm. a load up, but it's our hundredth episode, yeah. so we are taking a trip down memory lane. And the Olodo, I think, uh, cross cultured so far has to be none other than Donald. J. Trump. You guessed it. He is real goofy, stupid ass G. I think that Donald Trump single-handedly destroyed democracy. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think about it all the time. Like, there's no way we would have voted for Biden if not for the fact that we had Trump. That's absolutely. Because now we see the stuff that Biden is saying. We're like, damn. It'd be like, ooh. Trump gave a level, he gave racists a different level of freedom. Yeah. You know, he yeah. brought them into the light. Because of the things he was saying, racists, they gained their wings. Because mm-hmm. now we know racism is in America, but I think, I feel like after a while it was hidden, you know, it was more systematic. People weren't so much in your face with the racism. Yeah. As, unless you're in certain parts of the country, yeah. you know what I mean? But now it really became a national thing. Like a where way of life. Everywhere you go, social media, you're driving out of the streets, police officers, regular folks, like they're you calling you niggas. racist among us. They call, exactly. They're calling you niggas just because they have Trump as the president. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think that like the whole the whole thing was stupid. Mm-hmm. Trump being the president was stupid because why are we voting celebrities without political background into office of of the presidency? Everything about Trump being the president was stupid. So mm-hmm. for that, that is our one hundredth Olodo of the week. Okay. Oh. Oh, I forgot you got rid of some of the sounds. It was the wah, wah, wah. I was looking for a, like, boom. Anyway, um, so our next one is for our Care for the Culture. We used to call it Black Excellence, right? We did. Our Care for the Culture is our beautiful Queen Rihanna. I know we've have we've had her, like, a couple of times be Care for the Culture. At least four times. But she's definitely the universal cross-culture Care for the Culture, okay? Not because, not only because she's a singer, you know, she's a household name with Fenty, with her makeup, Fenty yep. Savage, but she has also been awarded the National Hero um, of her country Barbados and I believe that's one of the highest honors that you could get as an individual mm-hmm. to be recognized and acknowledged and awarded by your own country yeah come on come on we got to give it up to her like Rihanna don't be in the you know people of course speculate different things because she may be pregnant Ooh. but you don't hear it I mean 
You see her growth. Yeah, you don't. She's see no more like that. on Twitter, like talking nasty. Oh my shit. gosh, when she used to get into it with Sierra Tiana Taylor. Okay, like she's really grown. Like she's on grown woman status. She's not in this petty Instagram drama. She had one drama with all the celebrities. You know what I'm saying? Like she's really working for the betterment of her people. Rihanna really was a pop star, and now she is a billionaire. And that's and, and nothing more needs to be said, but there's so much that could be said. Yeah, and that's what makes Rihanna the best. It is. It, it really she, is. It really is the best. Sorry to say, there's some songstresses Beyonce that oh don't do Beyonce now. Come on now, I love me some Beyonce. I love me some Beyonce. Hmm. I love Beyonce too, but I do favor Rihanna over her. There's just certain things that Rihanna has done that Beyonce has not been able to accomplish. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Simple. I agree with that. I it's a fact. I definitely agree with that. No shade. But yeah, that's our care for the culture. But before we get into like our Dami's word of the day and our quote of the day, I just really want us to like, gee, this is 100. Like, this is a celebration. Like, 100. It's, it's 100. 100. To, to think that we've met up 100 times. Yeah. We've done different pre-production meetings 100 times. Yeah. We have over 100 conversations about podcasts. Yeah. We've done over 100 topics, hot topics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over 100 conversations. Think about the hours, the minutes, the times we've put into this 100 times. Yeah. Man. And I really do hope that you guys also see the beauty beauty in this and I and really appreciate it as well because this is no easy stuff. Like people think like, oh, you just get together and just record, that's it. But it's not easy. Like buying the equipment, it wasn't cheap. You know what I'm saying? We just had a lot of life events. Yeah. COVID happened. You had a baby. Okay. I moved and started school. It was just a lot that we went through. That maybe our listeners knew about, maybe they didn't. Yeah, yeah. But we went through a lot to get here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... We, to, and we still remain consistent. And to be here, to be consistent, to deliver, it's something. We love it. I yeah. love it. It's, I love it. It's something that keeps me going do after you, these hard-ass weeks. I know, right? Do you see another 100 episode? Do you see us... I see another, another 300, 400, okay. 500. Okay. Well, I'm happy to hear that. That gives me gives me joy in my heart because you know you never know. You never know if I was going to just be like, nah, I'm going to Disney. I mean, hey, who knows? You know, so it gives me confidence. You know, to know that you're still sticking around. Chop knuckle. Oh, chop knuckle. Good job. We, no, 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 no. We did a good job. Partner. Good job. This is a good partnership right here. One and only. Let's cheers to that. Even though our glass are empty. <laughs> no, last drink. <laughs> You guys, and this is no it's now. Oh. Do your word of the week. You ready? <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> My word of the week is longevity. Yes, ma'am. You know, I couldn't tell talk about being a hundred, but I talk about longevity. Um, longevity is going the distance, mm -hmm. being there, mm -hmm. being around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, even though you may not feel like your impact is powerful, mm. sometimes the power isn't being there for as long as you did. Mm. You did that. I like that. We did that. I like that. Longevity. Chef kiss. Now, my quote of the day, it says, always... Wait, so it disappeared. Okay. Always believe in yourself and always stretch yourself beyond your limits. Your life is worth a lot more than you think because you're capable of accomplishing more than you know. You have more potential than you think. 
but you will never know your full potential unless you keep challenging yourself and pushing beyond your own self-imposed limits. I remember when this was just a conversation. We should just talk yeah. about, we should do this, we should do that. And we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do it. You know, because it did seem like, oh my God, can we do it? But we did it and we pushed ourselves. And this is where we are. Imagine where we would be 100 episodes from now. And I believe and have faith that it's going to be a great space. Facts. Great space. Like cross X culture will be well known. Remember, we said this, y'all. Cross culture will be well known. Ain't no other podcast like this. Any other podcast you listen to? Listen, I mean, look at the camera. It's not to this level. It's not. It's not. It's not. Get your mama, get your grandmama, your daddy, your cousin, your baby daddy your to listen to this podcast. We give the tea. We controversial. We witty. We intelligent. We fun. We sassy. We sexy. Who looks like us? Who does it? We give the best reviews on music, TV, art, critique, hot topics, social, political, everything. We are well-rounded. And that's what makes us what? Cross culture. You guys, thank you guys for rocking with us for 100 episodes. And keep rocking with us for 100 more. Thank you. Happy birthday.